Hi, everybody. This is John with Out of Character. It's been a bit, but we are back in the swing of things, and today's episode is going to be a round of more like general gaming discussion than anything else. And I'm going to be talking about one of my favorite GMs, the great Christopher Perkins. What I want to talk about today is one of the things that when I started out, I I had never run a game. I had never played a game of Dungeons & Dragons. I knew nothing about it except that it was a, you know, tabletop role-playing game. Chris Perkins said something that still influences kind of how I approach gaming to this day. And it's kind of part of a new thing I'm running with where I'm going to share some guidelines of my my approach to GMing with y'all. So hopefully, maybe interesting or at least, you know, people get use out of it. So back when I started the idea that I was going to get into tabletop gaming, I, I hadn't really started out with that idea. I was in college and uh, things were not going so great. I decided for some reason to listen to the original Acquisitions Incorporated podcast. So this was back in the day when it was, you know, just Omen Dram, Jim Dark Magic, and Binwin Bronzebottom. Uh, this was before AFL even showed up. Chris Perkins was the GM. And um, that podcast really served to get me through a very, very dark time in my life. Uh, things were not great. And for some reason, that podcast series really did just kind of like reach down and motivate me to get out of a very bad place. I specifically started playing Dungeons and Dragons and other role playing games because I heard how much fun they were having when they were playing it. And, you know, I wanted to see if I could get in on that fun. I, I probably would never have done a tabletop or, uh, you know, like any role-playing games if it weren't for that podcast. I also, you know, wouldn't have met my wife because we met through an ad that she had posted looking for a gaming group. So in a very big way, you know, that had a huge impact on me. So the really funny thing is the first game store I ever went to that I played Dungeons and Dragons at, I uh, ended up less than um, less than three miles from where my wife lived, where we would later meet the first time we played Dungeons & Dragons together, so it was kind of just a funny coincidence. Anyway, minor spoiler alert. If you've never listened to the original Acquisitions Incorporated podcast, I'm I'm just going to frame kind of one moment in it, but if if that's going to ruin it for you, maybe stop here, go listen to something much better, and then come back to this. In that instance, in this first episode, you know, where they were doing uh, Keep on the Shadowfell, which was, uh, it's still a free module you can find online for Dungeons & Dragons 4th Edition. You can pretty easily convert it to 5th Edition if you want to do that. Um, You have a cleric, you have a wizard, and you have a dwarf fighter. So two, so, you know, uh, pretty standard, solid party. Uh, You know, you're and especially for 4th edition, where key, and you had uh, a lot sturdier characters, you know, because you could use second wind and things like that to kind of prop yourselves up. So this was a really cool party for me. And it, looking back now, I'm like, oh, that's an amazing party. They, they, they're so adaptable. There's so much they can do in all these different situations. You don't really have someone who's focused on, you know, ranged attacks or anything like that, but that's okay. Uh, except for, you know, Jim, who's going to be shooting off finger magic left, right, and sideways. Entering into this creepy old abandoned fortress that bad things have happened at, and they are going forth to investigate it. And early on in this, Binwin Bronzebottom, the always true dwarf fighter, finds a trap by falling into it and is dunked headfirst into a pit full of rats. And um, 
they decide to, uh, Jim and Omen are like, okay, let's just drop a rope down and we'll pull him back up because it's going to be very difficult for him to climb out and swarms of rats are not really vulnerable to being hit with an axe or a hammer. So they drop the rope down, Binwin grabs it, and he's starting to try to, you know, get back up, and Omen's holding the rope. And unbeknownst to them, this little creepy goblin crossbow specialist starts popping arrows off from behind this, like, illusory wall. You know, Omen takes a crossbow bolt and is is injured. Now, these are level one, fourth edition characters, so this is not... Fifth edition, they you know they they he took some damage on it, but he was not immediately in a situation where he was going to die from like one crossbow bolt. Five E, you take one crossbow bolt, the wrong character, the wrong place, you're you're done. Your character's on the ground. And one of the players commented, "Wow, he's still up. He just took a crossbow bolt." And I will never forget. This is one of the so this is the the guiding thing that Christopher Perkins said. He said, "You're an adventurer. You are made of sterner stuff." So, everything I have GM'd from that first game that I ever ran where I almost did a a total party kill because I vastly underestimated how powerful a seemingly normal creature was to the game I ran last week, I always have that, that back in my mind. And I always consider that the Perkins rule. It's one of kind of like the guiding principles in my mind of, of gaming. The thing is, one of the big things you'll find in like almost any advice on being a game master or a dungeon master or designing modules is, you know, you're supposed to be a fan of your players. You're, you're supposed to kind of be rooting for them to win these fights without making them super easy. It's really kind of easy to forget that these are not just normal people who suddenly have a magic spell book or who have picked up a spear. You know, adventurers in any setting are far, far, far beyond the norm. And it's kind of interesting when you look at like, 5th edition has really kind of made that even clearer than I think some other editions did. In that, like, if you look at, like, the stats for commoners and things like that, they have, it's like, one one attack will obliterate any of them. You know, even, like, the default guards have around 11 hit points. So, I mean, a good hit will probably kill one of them from even, like, a level 1 character, depending on their class or what they're doing, you know. And I'm not saying that, like, the adventurers have a massive pool of hit points themselves, but the idea that, like, you have gone through some stuff, you know, it's that this is not your first rodeo. You, you've you already experienced something that has made you more than the normal person walking the street. And I always kind of think of that in my mind, because, like, if you think of just, you know, me trying to jump off of my roof to my driveway, I'm going to break both of my legs, Or, best case scenario, I'm going to land badly and, like, you know, skin my elbows and, like, probably be like, you know, get that weird tingly feeling in your ankles when you jump from too high and your body reminds you that there are parts inside. But I have no problem imagining any, you know, Omen or Jim or Binwin Bronzebottom jumping from a ceiling, from a rooftop to, you know, a, a an alleyway many feet below them. Um, you know, and there's any number of ways they might do that, but let's take magic out of it and just say there's no time to cast Featherfall, just jump. These are, you know, and you, and this is kind of, again, harkening back to the day when they're like little level one characters who, you know, they, they've cleared out a couple of goblins and, uh, you know, they, they've known each other, but they're not heroes yet. They're not like legends of uh, the Nentir Vale. They're basically nobodies who have 
a particular set of skills. And I think that the thing that it does for me is it kind of gives you that suspension of disbelief where you're like, I can believe that Benwin Bronzebottom, even if he flies off of this roof and completely flubs his role and lands face first, he is an adventurer. He is made of sterner stuff. He can stand, you know, he can withstand that. And that's kind of brings us back to Omendram does not drop this rope immediately upon being shot with a crossbow bolt. You, you're able to do things that are, you know, inspiring and heroic. And that kind of drives what I do as a GM. I always try to, you know, it's like, yes, there are going to be times that your players are going to falter. You know, they, they might be, be susceptible to a bout of fear brought on by some powerful dragon's magic and turn and run away. But I think it's a lot more fun and a lot more interesting when the players have those moments where they can really show why they are the heroes or the important people in this world that you're building together. Jim Darkmagic seeing this blue dragon face to face with him, you know, he, you know, and yeah, it's, it, it comes down to dice rolls and saves and things like that, but you know, you roll that save and when the town guards are running and fleeing in the other direction, you know, Jim Darkmagic is standing there getting ready to fire an acid arrow in this thing's face. And that really is one of the big things for me when it comes to players. It's like, you you kind of always have to keep in your mind that these people are meant to be more than the norm of your world, you know? Yeah, sure, there's other people that can do magic, and there's always going to be people who are more powerful or more influential, but especially at those low levels where you are just starting out, and especially with new players even, I think making them feel like it's like you're not, this is not your first time, you know, taking an attack, and... You know, you are able to to take a lot of... I mean, that attack that you just kind of are winded from, or that took a moment to patch you up with a healer's kit in an alleyway, that would have killed most normal people. So, it would have killed most people who are soldiers for a living. So, you're kind of already heroic just for surviving that. We were playing a game recently. Uh, I've been playing this pacifist... Red Robe Wizard of Thay who ran away from home. And I'm really enjoying playing a pacifist wizard because I, I, she, she doesn't use magic to attack. She, she is sworn that her magic will not harm any living thing. So all the spells that I gave her are like, I, I have a lot, I, I use sleep a lot. <laughs> that was kind of, that's kind of her default attack spell is, is, you know, cast sleep, which, cause we're a low level party, it's still, a pretty fun spell that you can do a lot with, and um, we ended up being attacked by uh, we we ended up being attacked by these snow cats. And my character, the thing is, the last three characters I've played at this ta- at this other table have all died in their first session. So I really wanted this character to not die in the first session. And I'm, I, I'm attacked by the snowcat. Everyone's over there. I'm being dragged into a blizzard. So they're, they're moving through this deep snow. They're trying to get to me. And, you know, I'm a wizard. I, I'm not like last year. I do have some hit points, but not that many. I have the fewest hit points in my party by a significant amount. And there's a sorcerer there too. So it's like, I could die. I could die immediately. But then I have that moment where I hear in the back of my head, I hear Chris Parkett saying, you are an adventurer. You are made of sterner stuff. And I'm like, my character is not just like screaming as they're being dragged off by their collarbone. My character has and has it in their head that they can keep it together and cast sleep on this goddamn panther. Get up. So, you know, Luke Skywalker, brush yourself off and be like, well, that sucked. 
And then we were attacked by a bunch more snowcats, and we had a really cool little encounter that was a lot of fun. But yeah, so that's what I consider my... that That's like part one of my Christopher Perkins... of, of my Chris Perkins rules. Uh, he's just kind of this voice I hear a lot when I GM, and I kind of think, like, what would Chris Perkins do in this situation? Or how would he kind of make this more interesting? And I think that that is one of the big guiding things for me, is I'm like, your adventurers are more... Your, your adventurers are made of sterner stuff. They they can they can withstand it. So that's just kind of something to keep in the back of your mind when you're thinking through, like, what's happened in this situation. Your your characters that you're GMing are not normal people. They, they've undergone training, or they've had experiences, or they're just naturally sturdier. I would say it probably it's probably a combination of like training, skill, and just natural ability that make them able to face that dragon, able to withstand that crossbow bolt, and not, you know, lose the rope that they're holding. If you've never listened to the original Acquisitions Incorporated uh, podcast, I strongly, strongly encourage people, especially if you're, like, listening to this and you've never played D&D, it is all 4th edition, but that's the edition I started with. That was my first edition of Dungeons & Dragons, and I think it does a lot of things really, really well. And, uh, you know, Chris Perkins had massive, massive amount to do with a lot of the things that made it such a great game. So yeah, if you have never listened to that, uh, definitely go listen to those podcasts. Uh, they're, they're still available online and Acquisitions Incorporated is just, it, it's good fun. And that was, that was honestly, that was like my first, uh, I kind of felt like the first time I played D&D was listening to those four go through adventures. And I watched everything that Chris Perkins ran online. Uh, I watched, like, he ran an adventure with uh, a bunch of the writers from Robot Chicken. That was great fun. Um, He's one of those GMs that he has a very definitive style, but he's such a good GM at the same time, just sitting there and listening to him and kind of how he handles situations and what he does. He really does kind of, like, make you want to be a better GM. So yeah, definitely check him out and check out the old Acquisitions Incorporated podcasts if you have never done so. That is pretty much my uh, my thought for right now. Uh, you know, I'll have some more of these for you soon. We'll talk about some more uh, some more cool stuff. But yeah, so until next time, everybody, play more games and be safe. Bye! <laughs>